0: Yay! Biggest chef!
1: It's the biggest chef! Dude, I've been wanting you to do this with me
2: for so long. I don't
1: remember how
2: how long ago I asked you to do it. We made plans over a year ago. And then, like strict lockdown restrictions (laughs) in place, and I was like, I, I, for the past couple weeks, I've been like, oh, I should hit him up to ask him if he wants to do it again. But yeah, we've kind of we made plans, and then I didn't even know if I was like allowed to come out there to do it. Oh yeah, because we were going to do it in person, right? Yeah. Okay. We
1: could have we could have done it this way the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you were doing. It like this. Yeah, I, I don't think I was either. So I mean I did I did during the beginning of, of the uh pandemic, I just I was using Skype and yeah. it was it was such a pain in the butt to be like, Hey, uh download <laughs> the app of Skype. Yeah, or or be like, Oh Zoom, go download Zoom if you don't already have it. And yeah. it would be like, What's your username on there? Here's mine. And it was just like when I discovered the StreamYard stuff, we were using it for Wrestle Rock. And uh, I was like, "Oh, dude, this is amazing!" and and it makes it so much easier that I don't have to like, I don't have to like. I can get an audio download of it and a video download of it. So what I used to actually do, which was like, I had to, uh, it, this doing this eliminated so many steps. I used to have to, I uh, have to, I used to have to upload the video that that Skype recorded on YouTube, and then rip the audio off of the video from the YouTube link through one of those yeah. like. YouTube, YouTube to MP3. Those ones where you're
2: always scared you're going to get a virus. Oh
1: yeah, there's like, hey, there's 17 pop-ups on this one thing, <laughs> uh, and it's it's advertisement, advertisement, advertisement. Yeah. So, I, I'm very, I'm very fascinated, dude. You're you're uh, you're pretty you're pretty well liked in the Philly comedy area. People really I- seem to enjoy you. I hope
2: so, because <laughs> I always think I'm not. I'm one of those where it's like, oh, everybody hates. I I I do kind of think everybody hates me for a long time. And I'll, if I stay home enough, I'll get into these moods where it's like, well, nobody likes me. Uh-huh. Uh, fuck everybody. I don't even want to talk to them anymore.
0: Uh-huh. And then I'll
2: get I'll get some sort of like affirmation. I'm like, oh no, it's, it's all right. Sorry,
1: you have you have uh, catch raises in the in, in the groups and stuff. What was it like? What time are signups?
2: What time? Yeah, what time are signups? And does the list go in order? Is this a micro booked show? Uh, any mics tonight? Uh, Which, I mean, honestly, kind of the. It's funny to me that it's been running to the ground by now, mm-hmm. and yeah. it now I'm. Doing it well after anybody else finds it funny, like that's when I find it funny. Is like, <laughs> yeah, you, you get entertainment out of it after it's, it's yeah. After everybody is else, to everybody after else. else stop laughing at it. That's when I think, so, like, keep it up. When it becomes, how long are you going to keep doing this? <laughs> so, have you been back to comedy? Have you been doing? Yeah, I've, I've grow- a little bit. I mm-hmm. uh, I I come out like I still I'm still working a lot. So when I can make it, I'm not, when I can make it out, I will. Uh, but at the same time, like, I'm kind of not actively trying to get booked right now. Mm-hmm. So if, if I come across some, I'll do it. But like,
1: well, you're doing that grown man adulting
2: stuff. Yeah. Like, and it, with the, with like the real
1: it. job and stuff.
2: Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I, I mean, I make decent money, but it's kind of taken over my life in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eighteen months, especially like well,
1: there's no air conditioning on those
2: trucks, nope. right? And, and, nope. and,
1: and it's just, been it's been like 90 degrees steadily.
2: Uh, yep. Well, uh-huh. I, was on, I was on vacation this whole week, uh-huh. so I've been I've been been out. But yeah, you've that's a truck to so just fucking ovens. But, In fact, one of the first summers I worked, it was 2019, and I didn't know at the time they were sending us all these messages about like if anybody from the media talks to you, don't talk to them. And I didn't know what, well, there was some article written in like USA Today or something about how hot it gets and dudes at my job pass over from heat strokes and that came out and they didn't want us. if anybody <laughs> talked to the media, we weren't supposed to talk to them.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can see that being a complication, a con- yeah. conflict of interest, I guess, like in them going like, Hey, shake the finger at you or Hey. Yeah.
2: Which I, I was like, hey, if anybody asks me, I'll tell them how fucking hot it gets
1: out here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, there's no denying it. Yeah, like the, I don't understand how companies can exist having delivery trucks that have no air conditioning in
2: them. Yeah, but, uh, post office got them. When do we get
1: them? Yeah, well, I don't
2: get it. Why not? What's yeah. the deal? That feels like on, some OSHA on, violation stuff. Yeah, but yeah. So like, I've also just been like, well, I'm I'm kind of saving, but I kind of can't wait to get back to comedy. Mm-hmm. Of course I say that, but also if anybody's talking to me the past couple weeks, I'm like, maybe I'm just done. Maybe I won't go back,
1: <laughs> but you have gone back.
2: Yeah. I've, I've quit like six times already. Uh,
1: yeah. I think I've, I think I've done that also. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a bunch, a bunch of times, like I, it, it, I've let a lot of time go by and I'm just like, well, it's just a thing I did once.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's the thing I used to do. Uh, yeah. I've been like, oh, well, it's a thing I did for six years, and I'll move on to the next phase of my life. And then two months later, I'm
1: yeah. Then you go do it again. Emailing
2: my video to bookers. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, actually, <when> I first <laughs> said I'm kind of well. For first, the thing, first thing I did, I did a roast battle, and this was in January of this year. So I hadn't done anything in months,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I was battling a guy who had just moved here. And so we had never met. This was the first night we met. And he was just like, I was already kind of like, oh, what the fuck am I even doing? Like, maybe I just won't come back after a pandemic. He's like, yeah, I asked, I asked around about you. You seem pretty well liked. And I'm like, oh, this is, no, I'm back. <laughs> You're like, Foundation, Okay, yeah, yes, I please. It. I just need that little bit to like get me through the next couple of weeks. Like me, everybody, please like me. Yeah. Did you do, did, okay. did you do Funniest this year? I did, yeah. Yeah, did. Well, when did you do it? I did it the first day. The first, oh, you were first. Oh, second day. I was first day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it never goes well. <laughs> <laughs> well I bet, I, I'm thinking of funniest because I, I think I've quit three different. I think I've quit comedy three different times because of how funniest went. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I've never
1: not been upset when I left the, the funniest. <laughs> I've never yeah. not been upset about funniest. Like, yeah, I've probably done it. I'm gonna say I've probably done it like five or six times or something, and I've never made it past the first time.
2: Yeah, and it's like, all right. I got I mean, it. this. Yeah, I, I didn't go through this year. It, like I mm-hmm. said, it was second night,
1: mm-hmm. so
2: they released the list, and it was like a week before we had our nights. Right. 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 Uh Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go through. uh But this year, I I took it lighter than most years.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I for sure have been able to separate taking it personally. Yeah. Like I used to, like I would be like, Oh, this place is politics. Yeah. This, uh, this place is really rigged. This yeah, because the, the first, pl- the first time I did it, the first time I did it, I brought like all my friends, I brought like <laughs> yeah. all my family and I didn't move forward. And I was like, Oh, sh- it's all, only- it's still
2: rigged. I mean, it, it also, it also sucks. Cause like all those people, you know, are there. And they watch you not win Well, Then i suck to all those people and, yeah. and and they'll never come to anything i ever invite them to come to again yeah well there was um oh man one year i was bitter was uh i, I think it was 2018 so a guy goes before me he looks like he almost looks like butthead in his 40s mm-hmm. i've never seen this guy i've never seen him since he was right before me, so I'm in the green room and I'm not paying attention to anything he's saying. Like I'm in my head, getting ready to go on, and uh, apparently he went out there and was like, actually very homophobic mm. and actually like very transphobic and all these whatever phobic words or ism words you want to put out, like and but not in a funny way. Uh-huh. Yeah, just being a complete edge lord. And he go, apparently also, from what I hear people were starting to boo him by the end of his set. Yeah. Which I, I had no idea. I paid no attention. So I went out and my opening bit, which always works, I had a bit about uh telling my parents I'm gay just so they stop expecting grandchildren. <laughs> and this joke always works and I did it and it the, got the, absolutely nothing. Their As room was still tore. Yeah. They, I was about, they, had just, they had just like, they were they right. stinging belly flop all over them. And they were... <laughs> They're probably kind of like, oh, another one of these guys, you know, oh, uh-huh. two of these yeah. in a row, right? So I, I took me about two, two and a half minutes to like start getting some laughs because right. this guy had dug such a hole that they weren't trying to hear anything. So that was one year. I was fuck. I was just like, oh, that motherfucker ruined it for me. That that was a year I quit. Ah, uh, dude, this lady
1: and I don't want to say her name. I don't want to say anything. I don't know her name. I can't, I don't want to say it cause I don't know it, but she was doing, she had like tons of people that she had brought there with her. Yeah. Like all of her, friends, you could tell like all her family and friends were with her. And, um, and she was doing all these like really graphic jokes.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, and,
1: yeah. and like her, fa- her friends were all like, <laughs> like, laughing yeah. because I they see. were, they I were, because they, they were all her friends. And then, and then she like got real quiet and she went, see that helium? Start booking me. I'm making people laugh. Like, oh, she like, she like called out helium. She's like, nah, y'all can't afford me or whatever, whatever she, like, it wasn't anything. It wasn't yeah. for anybody but her herself because yeah. helium, helium wasn't paying attention. They don't give yeah. a shit about that stuff. Yeah. Like all they're, all they're worried about is the, the, the money that, that you paid yeah. to, join, to join funniest. <laughs> but, uh, and the money that they're making at the bar, yeah. And the
2: first round, you're going to call them out. It's right?
1: Yeah. Every not a good look. It's it's well, it's kind of like it's very hacky, and like yeah. a lot of people in their in their beginning stages, I think, have like their bunch of like hacky material that
2: they I, go through. Yeah, like, I did. Right. Like I was, I'm, I was just telling somebody like this the other for my first. year, I thought I had to be an edge lord. Right. I thought I'm pushing boundaries and. Mm-hmm. I mean I remember one of my early jokes was like, Hey, my girlfriend just lost a lot of weight because I kicked her in the stomach. Mm, You got get in. (laughs) That's a rough rough one, Jeffy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I was well I was well over a year into comedy before anybody actually booked me. It It took a year of bombing for me to realize like what's funny. Um so the Defensive,
1: so like well, you say, edge lord. So edge lord, I that's not a word I've heard before. Yeah, that, that's that's more about like you got to be, you got to be one of these like in your face sort of like pushing yeah. the boundaries sort of yeah, thing. Uh,
2: a person who wants to be Andrew Dice Clay in twenty twenty whatever.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Can't, it's, it, it's 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 uh, it's decades past when that was. Okay. Yeah, and
2: I'm sure it was something in the eighties when. Stand-up comedy was still a relatively new medium, but you know it doesn't fly today. I mean, I mean, am not even gonna say if you. I, I think these yeah. days, if you're gonna tackle an edgy topic, you have to maneuver it. You can't be edgy for the sake of being edgy. I mean, Donald Trump did it. <laughs> I worked worked for him for a while, and now, he, he found his crowd. That's what's important. Uh, but, but. uh but Trump, That's not, Trump was actually funny <laughs> doing it.
1: What was the, what was the, 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 the thing I was trying to say was what was the, the other like hacky stuff that you did in the, op- in the beginning for, it? um, or, and then like, what's something that you recognize that was a
2: hacky thing that everyone was doing at the time? I mean, oof. that I was doing, I, I, I thought you had to tackle big topics. I mm-hmm. think it was my thing. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be saying something. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I don't know. I just... you Be funny for the sake of being funny. It, I honestly, like, I kind of have the... Honestly, I thought I was, like, Doug Stanhope mm-hmm. when I first started. A guy who can kind of be funny while talking about something. Okay. You know? Yeah. And which I'm, I'm the complete opposite. Like, I know I'm not smart enough to do that. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> Doug, Doug has like so much experience. He has yeah. decades of experience. Yeah,
2: he's also thirty years into. Right. Yeah.
1: Years. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but,
1: but uh, like, like for example, I, something I noticed, and I wanted to do it, but I never ever did because I felt like it was like, okay, that's too hacky, even for me, and I'm brand new. <laughs> like, the fact that like when somebody finds out that you do comedy, yeah. They automatically say to you, "Make me laugh," or and yeah. then and then somebody always has a joke about the, the like, well this blah, and then and like a hacky thing would be like the um, what was the one that I was just oh the um the the uh, oh if I had an erection for four hours I'm I, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not calling a doctor, right. I'm calling right. a hooker. Right. Everybody's, everybody's had those like when they started out. Yeah. I had a, I had a joke that, uh, I I never heard anybody else do it before, but I was like, pardon me if the the premise is very hacky, but in this one commercial they talked about, if you achieve an erection for more than four hours, you got to call your doctor. Pardon me. I'm sure lots of other comedians have done this before, but I kind of want to give it a different, I've had lots of boners in my day, but I've never called it an achievement. So I'd be like,
2: oh, got an A on your math homework? Put it on the fridge. Got a boner for four hours? Put it on the fridge. I mean, I'm just thinking maybe there's a joke in that hey, call the doctor to brag about it. Right, right. Yeah. Like they did a joke
1: on 40-year-old virgin when uh when he called the number and he was like he was like, Yeah, it said to call you if I had an erection for more than four hours. And they were like, Yeah, did you take the medicine? And he was like, No, I've just had an erection for yeah, four hours. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, one of my first, like one of the very first jokes I wrote, it was about, it was about Jesus. It was about, hey, you ever know somebody who like does you a favor you didn't ask them to do and then Mm -hmm. expect something in return? Hey, Jesus is like that, Mm -hmm. which honestly, it went over well for being new, but I wouldn't do that now because I just think shitting on religion, Uh that's been done for 30 years. I think it's kind of funnier to ironically be religious
1: yeah yeah well i have a i have a i think i only have one one sort of thing that's sort of sort of like uh if it's gonna if it's gonna hit a religious button or a religious religious crowd hears it they're gonna be upset about it but i had a thing where this guy this guy at work told me what i missed at the the staff meeting the day before and i said what did i what did i miss and he was like oh we all found out how much of an idiot linda is (laughs) And I was like, "Oh, how, how, what kind of idiot is Linda?" And I was like, "Linda was talking about Tarzan, Tarzan and Jane like they're real people. Thinks Tarzan is a real person. What an idiot!" Right? And I was like, "Yeah, I yeah. guess. I mean, that's pretty stupid. That's a that's a fictional character. Yeah. Uh-huh. she she is kind of idiot for thinking that. And then she started. And then he then he says." Then she started going off and complaining about original sin, and she's talking about Adam and Eve, and she's getting all the facts wrong. And I was like, the facts? <laughs> 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 but but it's 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 something that like touches that
2: it touches that like uh, we're, <laughs> we're we honestly I think that's. Funnier without just being like, well, you believe in G like that, right? right. It'd be be too easy to segue right to that. But I think the the facts, yeah. But also, (laughs) somebody believes Tarzan is real. My first thought is like, no, I could see myself not Tarzan, but being like, everybody's like, no, that's totally fake. And I was like, oh, I thought that was well, like, you know, it's probably based on a real person who was raised by there was somebody like raised by wolves or something like that. Actually, raised by wolves, that's that's true. So I mean, I could see Tarzan being real. Yeah, a guy lives in the jungle. That's not too far
1: fetched. Well, I mean, wh- where do you think he got the name Tarzan? Anyway, uh, um, Jungle Boy. Um. The 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 gorillas named him. <laughs> I don't know. That was. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, Phil Collins killed it in the soundtrack for Tarzan. Was he on the
2: soundtrack? Yeah, remember the Disney's Tarzan? Oh uh, no, he did a. Uh... Oh no! I'm thinking nope. Elton John was Lion King, right? Yeah, and then Phil okay. Collins. Phil Collins uh, said the. Um, is that the one he got the Oscar for?
1: He, he was like, "I wanna know, please tell me."
2: What now, tell that, that he got what the Oscar for that, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, man, it was that. Oh, it's like the song was called "Strangers Like Me." Okay. If I if I go to the bathroom, you got to look up the lyrics to that. I will. That was '90s. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh what we're doing on this episode for the people listening. Um we we're we have um there's a WWE pay-per-view happening right now at this moment. So are you watching now? We're watching it. Okay, so we're, we're, are, they have started the, wrestling. The Usos, the Usos against the Mysterios. Yeah. And
2: uh is this the pre-show or is this yeah, the- this is still a pre-show, which I'm kind of surprised this matches on the pre-show. Yeah, me too. But um, do you know Dominic Mysterio is, isn't his real son? It explains a lot. He it's his stepson. He raised him. Uh, but it, it explains why Dominic. I didn't understand why Dominic's like seven inches taller than him.
1: Well, well I mean, you know, genetics go far and far, and they they zipper with each other. So I don't. I mean. That could be
2: his real son. I don't think that no, he raised, think, he married a woman and raised her kids. He, he helped raise him. So he's okay. not his biological father, but he's his legal father. <laughs> okay. But I had to look that up. Cause I'm like, how tall is Dominic's mom that he's so much taller than his own dad. <laughs> the, yeah. I never,
1: I, I never, I just took it as like, he just, some people grow taller than their dads. Yeah. I mean, my dad's taller than me, but sometimes, sometimes people grow taller than their dad. Which
2: Uso was it just got busted for DUI again? The one, the long haired one, uh, Jimmy. It was Jimmy, the one who just came back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, reality, <laughs> it's not a good way to look at it, but when something like that happens, I'm like, well, that guy's like in great shape. It clearly has a boozing problem. I can afford to drink a little more. You know? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I think I think that
1: sometimes it's it's hard to say no to people who are offering you free drinks or something. Like when you're yeah. a kind of when you're kind of like a celebrity, yeah, it's kind of hard to say no when people are offering you free stuff. That's I think that's like what was the downfall of British Bulldog because everybody yeah. was offering him free stuff because they were hanging they were getting to hang out with British Bulldog.
2: Like, yeah. Take, take our drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, Shainer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's my roommate. He's sober now. Uh-huh. And I, I asked him like, is it hard to go to helium and hang out? You know, when you're hanging out with all your friends and it, you know, hard not to drink. He's like, it's not hard when I'm hanging out with people at helium. Cause like, they all know the deal. They all know I'm not drinking anymore, but sucks. Are these people who listen to my podcast and don't know that it's all like yo, let's do shots, oh, this shot, and I'm getting offered shots right away from all these people who think I'm still a drunk. <laughs> and man, to be honest with you, when I try not, if anybody offers me drinks, it's fucking damn near impossible for me to turn it down. Dude, uh, I
1: just I just messaged Shainer a couple of days ago about doing an episode of his podcast with him, but he he he, he left me hanging, you know? Yeah, whatevs. I, I mean. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big enough name. I'm not important yeah. enough.
2: Well, he's sober. Uh.
1: <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, I yeah. I have. I think that Dominic Mysterio has an amazing upside in wrestling for sure. Well, like, he's also
2: super young still. Yeah, yeah. He's
1: only like, like twenty. He's he's a tremendous upside. I mean, right now he looks like a young boy, a very young boy. He's yeah. like, like wrestling isn't for like kids. It's for adults. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually, eventually he'll grow old in front of our eyes. Kind of like, kind of like, kind of like <laughs> yeah. the rock did.
2: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Dominic already has grown old in front of our eyes. Yeah, exactly. We all saw him when he was five.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but I mean, in, in the ring, we'll watch him yeah. grow up. It's we'll like watch his entire life. Cause well, I mean, we're going to miss the, the shit between
2: <laughs> five and Five and twenty, but yeah. Do you, do you ever the Rock? Do you ever look at him now and kind of forget he was like? It just feels like wrestling was one small part of his career. Never. You don't. Never. No. Because it, it feels so long ago to me. Well, how old are you? I'm thirty five. Okay,
1: so I'm I'm thirty seven. We're we're right around the same. So yeah, it's like. I was such a fan of The Rock as a wrestler, and I will constantly say that, like the era in which the era in which The Rock became famous, and The Rock was ours. Yeah. Us, us as wrestling fans, we made The Rock, and we're just letting you guys, like the rest <laughs> of the world, we're letting you have The Rock. Like I feel like a a very a very tight bond. To the rock. I've never met
2: him before, but yeah, but like we have a we have a, a crazy bond. No, I don't know. It feels like he's such an established actor. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, most people probably don't know that he was ever a wrestler. They like, they know he was a oh man. I do think we're getting to an age now where people right. don't know you, and there are people who man. Definitely never saw him wrestle alive, right? Right, 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 which is goddamn, that makes me feel a little old. But <laughs> I'm like, man, that was such an era that, like, it's such a bygone era.
1: Well, I mean, it's also it also aligns with like, I mean, what n- 1998 when the, like The Rock yeah. was like at his pinnacle. Oh, when the oh, rock, yeah, that,
2: my favorite year of The Rock yeah. was 90. 90- 98, 99, 98 yeah. was my favorite year for a lot of things in wrestling, well, but that was you... this big heel turn year. Did you grow up in Philadelphia? Uh, I grew up in Bethlehem actually. Okay. Which was where the rock is
1: from. <laughs> did you, did you, yeah. uh, did you go to WrestleMania 15? I did not. Oh man. I was there when I was a kid. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, I'll get back to that. But, <laughs> but the year 1998, when, 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 you know, the rock was a big deal was like the first year I ever got to be able to step inside of a wrestling ring. Yeah. That was like, it all coincided. So pro wrestling and the rock and the, that whole beginning phase for me as to what has like been the path. My entire life has always been pro wrestling. So I never see the rock and not think of the rock.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, it's just crazy to me that the guy who's one of the biggest actors in the world now. Man, there was a time when you just turned on Monday nights and Thursday nights and saw him cutting promos mm-hmm. and mingling with other wrestlers. Yeah. Do you remember, I mean, do you remember when he basically buried Billy Gunn? Um it sounds sounds
1: familiar, yeah.
2: A, so Billy Gunn had just won King of the Ring. Uh huh. They put him in a match with The Rock. Mm-hmm. And the Rock cut a promo on him. This is how good The Rock was at promos that is considered to have basically ruined Billy Gunn's main event push.
0: Because mm-hmm. the
2: promo bur- buried him so badly.
1: Because Vince McMahon didn't respect him anymore.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't
1: know. Probably. <laughs> I mean, after getting buried in a promo.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So what did he say in the promo? It was Dear God, it's Bill. Oh, Dear God. What do you want, Benny? My name is Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. <sighs> so he's still up, around? What's up, Billy Gunn's Still around?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's still doing it. He's 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 definitely like my mom's age.
2: <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. How old's your mom? Sixty. Oh, he's he's like fifty three.
1: Yeah, but but yeah. I'm saying like it's like he's he's definitely like an elderly an yeah. elderly person in wrestling. Like people don't normally have careers that long. So like yeah. I'm I'm excited for him. Like I think that's great for him. And he still looks he looks amazing. He's, yeah, he does. He's like he's definitely how how old do you
2: think he is? Like 50, 53, 54? Sorry, I know he was like around thirty five when he won King of the Ring. Okay, he's yeah, the oldest funny. member of DX. I know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude. I never, never take, never take a thing away from, did you, did you know my old roommate Ash, Ash, Ash Samuels? I don't think so. He, uh, he, he used to, um, he used to do some mics with me back in the day. And, uh, he, uh, he's one of the, one of the owners of Catalyst Wrestling now. Okay. We were at, we were at a show in, in, uh, in Philly and it was around Christmas time. And a Billy Gunn
2: show or a wrestling show?
1: Uh, it was a wrestling show. I, okay, it was a wrestling show that Billy Gunn was on, and Billy Gunn, <laughs> Billy Gunn grabbed the microphone and he said, "If you're not down with, if you're not down with Christmas time, I got two words for you, sucker." And all mm. the fans did the suck it, and and Ash was like, "I'm I'm Jewish. Is does <laughs> Billy Gunn want me to suck
0: it?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> This is a pretty good match, though. It is, it is. I, that's why I keep, I keep looking at it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm predicting the Mysterios win this, and then Roman Reigns wins the main event. Do you yeah. think? Do you think John Cena's coming back at SummerSlam? I don't. Know. <laughs> Not at all. No. Do you think he'll ever wrestle again? He he shouldn't. Well, I mean, you probably know this, but the reason he doesn't wrestle is. He's filming a lot of stuff, right? And while he's filming stuff, he signs contracts that he won't right. wrestle, right? Because yeah. they don't want to risk him getting injured. Yeah, it's insurance. Oh, no, Uso's won. Oh shoot, they
1: won for the they won the yeah. They just game. won. Well, oh, that's that's cool.
2: Yeah, I didn't see that coming. That's I, me either, man. But John Cena, I, I do feel like John Cena is going to be like the last. The last wrestler who was able to get mainstream.
1: Mm-hmm. You don't think anyone else is going to be able
2: to do that again? Not not well, Like like Batista did it. Yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, Batista is an official, like a certified.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's Drax the Destroyer. I bet you most of the kids who watched the Guardians of the Galaxy movie have no idea. Yeah, that he was ever in the WWE, yeah. part of part of Evolution and stuff. And a beacon. So, how does stand-up compare to wrestling? Oh man, that's an amazing question. Um, yeah. It's it's so the same. It's so that's what, I mean that's it's so a lot of parallels. So and you're probably similar. one of the only
2: people I could ask that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there's probably tons of uh, tons of people that you could ask that, but like one of the only people that you know, maybe yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, it's like. It's like you people are out for what their spots are. Yeah, like there's there's it gets political, sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's um, it's like, it's like you're telling a story the same way you're telling a story in a match. You're telling a story. You want to you want to make sure your place on the show is as as an important one, and you maximize your minutes. So, um, with wrestling it's well, wrestling and, and comedy is exactly the same where a lot of it works off of like crowd reactions. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you're doing a good job depending on how the crowd reacts to what you're doing. Um, so with wrestling, uh, you know, it's, it's how the crowd reacts to moves or booze you. If you want to get booed or cheers, you if you want to get cheered and being over in comedy, you're over when you get laughs. Yeah. If you don't get laughs, it's, it's and bombing is there's the consequences of bombing are way less harsh than the consequences of not getting over with the move. Right. Like, cause no one's hitting you. No one's hitting you over it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, maybe somebody will hit you, but no, but I mean,
2: you're, then you're just super over to that. But I mean, I, I've got to imagine there's that same, there's that same feeling in wrestling, like in comedy where it's like oh i thought i thought that would hit like i thought that was a good joke and it gets right times where it's like oh i thought that spot would go over huge Mm -hmm. and there's no i mean i've been in a crowd for those where there's just no reaction and i can't put my finger on why it didn't go over so i've pictured spots where i've pictured spots where like it's
1: it's like i picture it going exactly perfect but then once i once i work it out with the other person and we figure out what we're doing. The person wasn't picturing exactly the same thing I was picturing, so it came out uh, like a like a mixture of what our picturings of it were. So uh, with comedy, you're like more self reliant, right. right? So it's not like it's up to anybody else to make sure your joke gets over. It's up to you to make sure your joke gets over. So I'd say in in that in that it's a little it's a little more independent than wrestling. Yeah. Um try to think the the try to come up with some more examples
2: on that. Well I think there's also man, I think a lot of stuff is dependent on subverting expectations. Oh yeah. Because I notice I notice in wrestling a lot of what gets over is oh I thought he was going to do this spot and then he beelined at the last second and did something. And, and Crowds love that shit.
1: Yeah, it's a misdirection. It's just yeah. like in comedy. There's misdirections.
2: Well, I'll tell you one kind of sucks. This dude, what happened to him. Velveteen Dream? Uh-huh. Back before we knew it about him. He uh-huh. did this thing. Scandal acknowledged. Yeah. When uh-huh. there was somebody on the outside and he climbed the turnbuckle. And the crowd stands up, and he just goes like this, and jumps off back into the ring, and it was fucking great. Yeah, that, everybody was expecting the big spot, and then he healed it at the last second. Yeah. There's
1: ton- there was tons of those in the early two thousands. Yeah, like, that was that was crazy rampant in the two thousands. Yeah, like, but uh, I was gonna say about the what was I gonna say the 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 comedy I think it's when you sometimes people like oh, oh the crowd sucked out there yeah and, and like that you can't you kind of don't get that as much yeah in in wrestling I mean crowd crowds in wrestling have sucked really bad there has been some terror I've wrestled in front of some terrible crowds who were not ready to pop for anything um and like, we're only there to see who they were there to see exactly like at like a comedy contest. Yeah. That happens.
2: Or they're only there to see the headliner.
1: Right. Right. Like that, that I'm so tired of that. That's why, that's why, like my major goal is that <laughs> I want to be a draw. I want to be yeah. a draw so that the people who are coming to see me, but I operate, I operate under the assumption still. And I learned this from wrestling and I, I applied this to comedy the good I the good idea to have in your brain is that most of the people here have never been to one of these shows before. Most of these people here already have an idea in their mind about what this is going to be like. So make sure it's memorable. So I want to make sure it's different than the match that was on before me and the match that was on after me. So when it came to comedy, I mean, I don't really have as much control over who's on before or after me yet, but, uh, The, um, the expectations, like you said, the other thing you said about expectations is like in comedy, you're standing up in front of a group of people with a microphone. So you're talking into it and they're listening. Like you've, you, you must think you're important, but the people (laughs) watch you, people look at you and they look, they like judge your entire look. They judge everything Mm. about the way you look. Yeah. And you, you gotta, yeah, you gotta be something better than what they expected.
2: Right. Yeah. Like, but you kind of forget that mm -hmm. when you, when you're on stage, you've been on so many stages, you kind of forget once you go up there, people already have a first impression of you. Right. That's why so many people
1: when they're starting out have so many looks like jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So many people, they have so many, I look, Oh, I get it. I look like this. Everybody like so many people have that in their bit, like right in the, in the, in the front of their career. I I mean, I, I, I've kind of been doing it lately, but only like, only a little bit, like only, only if, if somebody screams it out, if somebody somebody screams out, which it's happened many times that somebody screams out that I look like Aquaman or Jason Momoa and I have to acknowledge it and say, "All right, I get it." Like adjacent to Momoa or <laughs> or uh, awkward man, yeah. but but um, for the most part, I I wouldn't like record that and put that on an album, <laughs> yeah,
2: or a special. So in wrestling, is there also? Because like in comedy, there's a lot of, you know other comics hate, so there'll be somebody getting over big with a crowd and everybody, Oh, this guy's a hack or this crowd just wants hacky shit or I don't know what they're laughing at. Are, are other wrestlers like that? Like, I don't understand why this yeah. guy. Is over. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's always an excuse. There's always an excuse. Oh, well like that guy's friends with him. That's why he got, Oh, that guy, Oh, that guy's screwing the promoter's wife or so, like, there's always something like, Oh, he's, he's done something and it's easily dismissed that like, they got that and I didn't. Yeah. They didn't get it because they're better than me. They got it because of some other privilege that I don't have.
2: I mean, you know, it's kind of like like it or not, people are just reacting to what they what right. they like to see. Right. Uh, and I've had I've had that frustration in comedy. Well, I think I
1: think I think it's natural to have that. like yeah. I, I I think, you know, if you poll a bunch of comedians, the honest ones will tell you like Ninety percent of them have had those feelings. Yeah. But I think I've got I've myself programmed into a mode where I know that somebody else's success isn't my failure. Right. And that was not something that I always had. I had yeah. that, that came with time. That yeah, came with right. a lot that came with a lot of watching a lot of my friends succeed. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had a lot of very successful friends, and they forgot all about me and it's easily it's easy to uh, i'm I, I get it i totally yeah. get it i ridic, i get it ridiculously like you're 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 a, you're a megastar you're you're famous now like, any, any names uh, i'm not going to right. yeah. <laughs> we could talk about that afterwards all but, right <laughs> but it's like it's like m- maybe maybe it's unsafe to associate with me in some way or Maybe, maybe it's like, you've got so much stuff going on and you got to like filter through agents and stuff. And it's just easier to just not respond to me.
2: Yeah. I get it. I really get it. I don't take that personally either. When you have a friend who, and I've realized this in comedy, not that I've tried to use anybody, but when you have a friend who's successful, they have to be careful. You can't just try. They, They have to be careful that you're not just trying to latch onto them. Right. You know? Oh man, I, and I'm I'm very I'm very wary of ever being one of those guys. I think I'd look out
1: for uh, people trying to latch on to me. Yeah. <laughs> no one's trying to latch on to me, but I just uh, I think I think that there could become a time where that might start to happen. But like yeah. I do, you know, who Matt Tremont is the name sounds real familiar. The bulldozer Matt Tremont, he's like really big in the indies, like indie deathmatch wrestling. Uh,
2: uh, name sounds familiar. I, I can
1: uh, he, start, that he started running shows ten years ago, if not more.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, and I was like, you know, what's going to happen, right? All these people who aren't your friends and don't know you are going to, hey buddy, you to death. Yeah, hey, hey buddy, hey buddy, hey buddy. And now, every anytime I see him or talk to him, I always say, hey buddy, hey buddy, yes. hey buddy. <laughs> but but it's it's really like. I, anytime I've ever, anytime I've ever like had the book somewhere, like or like was on the creative team somewhere, I didn't tell anybody. Yeah, because I got I've if if people found out about it, I'd get so many people like, oh, why didn't you book me?
2: Yeah, <laughs> or like, hey, like, why didn't you put in the word for me? Why didn't you get me a match? Why didn't you? Yeah, Dude, I ran I ran a monthly just even running a monthly comedy show. It's like, well, why have you had so-and-so on yet? Why haven't you had so-and-so on yet? It's, I put four people on. I'll, I'll get to it, but right. like, God, damn. <laughs> I can't put every single person on the first show. Right. Well, it's also well, a, a dumb bar show. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I totally get that. So do you think, do you think,
1: uh, edges getting the title? I honestly, I don't know now. I don't
2: think, I don't think, At I don't think at this show he's going to. Yeah. But I it see it be, happening soon. Yeah. I, with the Usos winning. Right. That makes me think there's a chance edge does. Well, well, I, that's a, that's a factor, but I think in also like
1: normally it's booked in where in the go home, to yeah. the pay per view. So yeah, this past Friday.
2: Yeah.
1: This past Friday, Roman was stuck in the in the in the seat in the cross face with the, the bar from the seat across his mouth. So I think on here since he was down on the go home, right. I think he's up on the go he's on the up on the uh, on the card.
2: Yeah. No, I think you I'd say Roman's probably winning because I don't see his title reign has been so long I don't see him losing at it at anything but SummerSlam. Right right well, when they're in front
1: of people again. Right yeah. when they're in front of people again and on tour and
2: stuff. Yeah. How cool is it to see that? How cool is it to see it feels, a full cool building? Honestly, it's been so long it like feels weird. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, this
1: is the second one. So the, the last one was the last one was Friday. Yeah. So now this one. And now it's just like it feels like, oh, yeah. That's normal,
2: like man, it doesn't to me. Like watching AEW, uh, it doesn't feel right. And like nobody's in masks. Yeah, I wonder
1: if they had to like sign waivers or anything.
2: I doubt it. Every from stuff I've gone to, it seems like everybody's just kind of rolling with things now. Okay, I mean, I haven't, I haven't worn a mask. I haven't a
1: mask in a little while. I
2: always bring one with me just in case I go someplace uh and they say something about it. But I barely ever bring one out anymore. Well, I mean, I
1: I got fully vaccinated in May. Yeah. And uh, most places don't require you to have one anymore. So I don't really bring it around.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you. I was predicting this. I was predicting things to come back way slower than they did. Yeah. Um, because I remember talking to people. I'm like, who knows when live shows will be back? It could be, probably be 2022. I didn't think mm. life, like like anything full capacity. I didn't think would happen this year. Are you?
1: Are you? Uh, have you done any plane travel? Have you done any airplane
2: travel? Well, I did last year in the yeah. middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. How, what was that experience like for you? I mean I went to Denver last September uh and it's so you have, you have to wear your mask the whole time. Yeah. But the plane is still packed which yeah. makes zero sense to me. That it matters way more like the if the plane is packed the masks don't matter. You right. know what I mean? People are going to get going to get it. Um yeah, fucking so. I went to get my rental car and the wine was out the door. Uh, and I believe Denver was like just reopened something, so there wasn't much going on. Like there was no, was very little comedy going on. There was literally like one show in the whole city. So Yeah
1: have Have you been like Have you done any like tours in comedy? That's always mm-hmm. something I've wanted to do. No, like, I've always it, wanted to. to- it's something I. Be out there it, doing it in different places. Yeah,
2: it's part of one of the things I'm saving up money for now is to make that like feasible. I think you have to have some money saved up, but it's kind of one of my ultimate goals.
0: Mm-hmm. Is
2: to, and if I can get it to a point where a tour would be kind of self-funded, mm-hmm. it's it yeah, it's one of my major goals.
1: Well, I think it's it's also part of the my goal of becoming a draw is yeah. is uh well, if I go, if I go tour somewhere and I go do comedy in front of nobody, people who don't know who I am, yeah, like, uh, the, it's not
2: like, uh, I don't, it's not like they'll even have a bunch of people show up. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's just, if you're decent enough, it's not, maybe not a draw, but you can do shows that pay well enough mm-hmm. shows that bring in a crowd. Right. Yeah. You, know, you don't think, have to be a huge draw yourself. I think. I think it should be. <laughs> and, uh, forgive me.
1: I want to say this as humbly as possible and not sounding cool, but like there's not many good comedians who are also pro wrestlers. That doesn't yeah. happen. Like <laughs> that's that's uh, like if I were to market that as a thing. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't do comedy jokes. I don't have any I mean I don't I don't do wrestling
2: jokes cuz I, yeah. I, I know that most people who come and watch me do comedy don't watch wrestling. Don't know what I'm talking about. So. Well, also, I mean, I think that this is me personally. I think that'd be kind of too... Too niche, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. When... I don't know. I, I, from what I hear, New Jack was a an all right stand-up, which I could kind of see. <laughs> sure, but... Yeah. Um, well, and there... I don't know of many who tell actual jokes. Right. Like Nick yeah. Foley is a stand-up. But,
1: but he's storytelling and he's, yeah, uh, he's
2: storytelling. And I think he, even he would say it's not stand-up. No, it's he's
1: just like, peppering like, in, the, in a couple couple tags, but he's not he's not um doing set of punch, set a punch. Yeah. Right. I get it. Um have you ever heard
2: Dolph Ziggler's comedy?
1: No, but it um I've I've heard uh, it, I saw a little bit of it on Total Divas. Yeah. And it was rough.
2: Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, but, I'll, give him, I'll give him credit. Like, he genuinely wants to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Rumor, yeah. Rumor
2: is, rumor is that's why he dated Amy Schumer. Right. Because okay. so, like, he, he wanted to be a comedy. comic. Yeah.
1: hmm Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean... That's a that's a method for
2: going about being a comic. Yeah. Hey, well, um, <laughs> I would have done it in his in his spot. Sure. If that yeah. was a possibility. I I would do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, if if there was
1: if there was somebody in comedy who was like somebody I'd be into as a like a, a relationship person yeah. who could like who would like take me on the road with him or something? Yeah, and if I was in a position like that, like where I had that that outlet, that fame that that Dolph Ziggler had, I I mean I I can't say I would do much different, but I mean it didn't get his career any further. Yeah,
2: no. I uh, do. You, have you toured as a wrestler? No. Oh well,
1: I mean a little bit, but not not like not like on a tour bus or anything. I mean, like we oh. went we went on a tour bus like a limo thing uh down to Tennessee I oh,
2: skipped the bus and went straight to the limo Well
1: it was like a you know the you know those big vans the excursion vans Yeah um we there was a bus fo- a bus of wrestlers that went down to Nashville like 2 years ago and I flew home Okay But that was the first time I ever got to fly anywhere for wrestling or well, fly
2: I I flew home I mean cuz I was going to say you could it's possible to I don't know. You have a wrestling show in this city mm-hmm. and then poke around and just find a comedy gig also. Yeah. You yeah, got to yeah. double up, you know?
1: Yeah. But then I have to like, go get, take pump and take bumps and get hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a, I always say about why I like comedy better than wrestling. Cause like I get to keep my clothes on. Oh, and well, nobody hits me. Only
2: your ego <laughs> takes bumps.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, the only, the only hits I take are from on my ego. Yeah. but I'm, I'm trying in comedy to do almost like where it's not gimmicky, like wrestling. And it's, it's my, my voice in my observations. And I'm just, I think now at this point, maybe I'm just starting to find my voice. I don't even know if I have, and I'm, I'm, you know, I think I started like kind of taking comedy seriously 16, 17, 2016 or 2017. But look, I started doing my first open mics in like 2008. Yeah. And I still don't think I've like found my voice. i uh, maybe, 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 um, but I don't know. And I mean, I, I don't come out here claiming that I'm great or that I'm good. Like right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to constantly improve and be better as a comedian. Like I want to become, re- I, my goal isn't to like have a special, my, my goal is to be a
2: special. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I found my voice. Like I'm still at a phase where it's like, man, I, how I joke right is I throw a lot of shit at the wall and I see what sticks mm. and I can't write a joke and be like, Oh, that's funny. I have a new set that works. Like I have to do cycle through a lot of unfunny stuff to find anything. I wouldn't say like I found my voice either, Mm -hmm. because I mean, once like roast battles. Mm -hmm. One thing I don't like about roast battles is you don't get to test out the material.
0: Right, you're trying that that
1: day for the first time.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a one time joke. So I've done a couple this year, and it's like, man, some of these jokes kill. And some of the ones I thought were really funny got but, absolutely no reaction.
1: But then they're gone forever, and you know. that's
2: a, yeah, it's a one-time thing.
1: Right, it, then you don't have to worry about those jokes bombing in the future. Yeah, the that wants well, and
2: Also, <laughs> even like one might bomb, and then the next day I'm like, oh, I know what would have made that joke better, but now it's too late. Right. Yeah. yeah well, I would have just I mean, reworded it.
1: You can you can reapply some of the premise in that. Like yeah, I, I've done that
0: a few
2: times. If in, it's a very specific roast joke, I, I, that, did, yeah, I can't use it again. Do you know who Eli Sayers is? Uh just he's a
1: he's, a he's a he's a he's a, a pretty pretty well known roaster in New York. Okay, so, uh, but he was like the the roastmaster champion
2: for a while. Um,
1: when roastmasters was on guest digital,
2: right? And, and uh, oh, I think he, I think the roast. Oh, I'm thinking of Comedy Fight Club. I no,
1: no yeah, comedy,
2: I think it's still the champion of Fight Club. Okay. Buddy of mine.
1: Mm, cool. Yeah. cool. 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 Uh, I'm doing I'm doing comedy fight club in August. Oh against, no shit.
2: Against Rachel. Pogletto? Yeah. I lost to her. This uh, year. Uh, <laughs> cool. Cool. We can I can strategize with you. On. Yeah, No, I mean speaking of jokes, because <laughs> I battled her, she won. Yeah. yeah. Um there was at least one. I had a joke. I thought now it got some reaction. I joked that uh, I said she looks like she spends every night crying as she drinks wine out of a mug that says "male tears," which made me laugh to write it, but didn't get much of a reaction. Like that's one of those jokes that I thought would be funnier. Right. Yeah. 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 I I could see I could see on paper it being yeah. better in your and head. A yeah. lot of, and, and roasting like a lot of these. Uh, you look like jokes man, it will make me laugh to come up with it. But uh, then a lot of those, you look like jokes, they have to have like a real punch to it or the crowd doesn't really react.
1: I, I've done only a few of them at this yeah. point. And uh, I,
2: think, uh, I think Rachel's on officially on a win streak. So.
1: Oh shit. Be prepared I'm,
2: for that. She just I'm, won one the other night.
1: Well, I'm, I'm a jobber. I've never won one. So <laughs> it's
0: fine.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I'm literally, I'm literally at point 0.5. I'm, I'm, as many wins as last losses at this point. Oh no! Not, I've,
1: I've never won one. Uh, I think, I think I've done four or five of them. Okay. And I'm, I've never won right. uh, the, uh, Eli Sayers. <laughs> when I did a- Eli's podcast, he does a podcast called roast ghosts where, um, he like roast, uh, a famous person for mystery. <laughs> and, uh, I think we did one for Thomas Jefferson. Okay. And, it got such a laugh in the room that I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to... Or Thomas Edison, or one of those two. And I and I, I was like, oh, I'm going to use this on stage. And I used it like two more times. and But at least I got some more use out of it.
2: Right. Would you like to hear the joke? Yeah, sure. Well, was it Thomas Edison or Thomas Jefferson? Well, hear me out.
1: <laughs> so when Eli said what the podcast was going to be, I swore he said Thomas Jefferson and not Thomas Edison. So I started writing all these jokes for Thomas Jefferson and I was like, Oh, but uh, it's Thomas Edison. I find out the day of, and I'm like, Oh shoot. Now I got to like, I got to find up, like I got to try to write some jokes in like an hour for, for this roast. And, uh, and the thing was Thomas Edison would hire people to like invent things and he'd like take the credit for it. Yeah. Uh, He, I looked up how he died and it was, and it was, uh, it was like he had, he had um, a stomach, he had like a dysentery or something. Uh, He, he died of pooping too much. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, before him,
2: it was just called aria okay Choke <laughs> me a second yeah but i got to do that two or three more times on stage honestly that does work as a joke yeah like, it's not like a roast joke <laughs> <laughs> right
1: he stole the credit for stuff all the time it used to just be called aria and then when he
2: died. You, uh, when do you do the fight club august the end of august is it here or in North Jersey? It's in Times Square. Oh no shit! Oh, yeah. in like that room they have it in. Like it looks like they do it in somebody's apartments. I,
1: I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't uh, seen any of the footage or pictures or anything.
2: Yeah, <sighs> I was pretty fun because, like, for mine, Sean Gardini recommended me, and so like showing up, showing up and losing, I was like, ah. Oh fuck i felt like i let him down a little bit uh,
1: uh, oh yeah well there's always a chance there's there's always a 50/50 chance man like yeah uh, as long as like you did like jokes and like tried to be funny yeah instead of like instead of like oh geez. oh sorry i'm watching the, yeah. the money in the bank are you watching oh, yeah, see I that, that spot that they just did with the ladder
0: yeah uh
1: it's, it scared me Scared me a little bit.
2: <laughs> They're all from Raw, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
2: I've, I've given up on Raw.
1: Yeah, Raw Raw is not anyone's <laughs> cup of tea anymore.
2: <laughs> I don't know anybody who watches Raw anymore.
1: I mean, I will fast forward through it, but then I forget. Uh, I, then I forget about it because then I forget about it because like so much other stuff happened in the week, right? And, it, yeah, and I, it's usually not good. It's usually not memorable.
2: I tell people. I'm like, if you really like, really wanted to keep up with wrestling, like all wrestling, that's your, you are spending hours every single week.
1: Yeah, it, there's there's so much so much wrestling
2: content, right?
1: That you could you could spend your entire week only watching wrestling and
0: doing this.
2: Yes. There's three shows on WWE alone. Right. Uh, well, I mean, then there's 205 Live, right? And NXT UK, uh wherever the woman's show is. Oh, I don't know. Uh, And then there's AEW. Mm -hmm. And they have three shows. Dark, and then Dark Revelation. And then they have
1: Rampage now.
2: Rampage. Yeah, right. Uh, Then there's there's New Japan. And it's, I'm, I'm tempted to start watching Impact again because of what they're doing, but yeah, I just don't have the time. Like Slammiversary was last night. I don't have the, the time.
1: Do they still? They still do it in front of no crowd?
2: No, they have a, a small crowd.
1: Uh, I was watching. I was watching one of the last pay per views when it was on, but and there was no crowd still. What did you think of? Um, did you watch the the um, the Walter the Walter Dragonoff match? The first one. Shit.
2: What the one a couple months ago?
1: Yeah, in October.
2: Yeah, I've probably watched that ten times.
1: And I, I know I've watched it at least five times, but yeah,
2: uh,
1: um they were supposed to do a rematch, a rematch or
2: something. And then yeah, Walter got hurt.
1: It's like he injured his hand or something.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: you know, it'll happen eventually. <laughs> huh.
2: There was actually um because I was just here for, my my New Year's Eve got got canceled because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was just here and I showed it to to Shainer and his girlfriend at the time and it would have made a great reaction video because the whole time she's just like oh my god (laughs) I can't believe they're allowed to do this to each other (laughs) I kind of want to see this
1: yeah yeah, this is uh, interesting as hell oh man that that was so so silly but yeah. oh cool so the people listening who aren't watching along we're watching Money in the Bank uh that's currently on Money in the Bank WWE pay-per-view uh, Alexa Bliss just did like a hypnotize Zelina <laughs> Vega where she made that, her climb down so
2: the ladder a throwback. that's a throwback to when you had the undertaker's urn you controlled them
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: Oh. So, <laughs> so the funny part about this is uh, the audio. The audio of this isn't going to drop for a couple months. So people were like, "Oh, Money in the Bank from a couple yeah. months ago." <laughs> like, why would I listen to that? No, but yeah. <laughs> so what? What kind of made you want to be a
2: comic? Like, what, how did you? How did you um, decide that comedy was for you? Like, I mean. Me personally, I wanted to. I mean, if we're being honest, I think I just wanted to like be the center of attention. I, I think you just do it because you enjoy the validation. Uh huh. I fucking, I hate saying this, but to be honest, like when I was in school, I was I did act out a lot. I was always trying to like make the the, the class laugh. Mm-hmm. But I'm a class clown. Right? Mm-hmm. I Failed tenth grade because of it. Uh so I I always kind of wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never I didn't really have The idea was in my head starting at like age 18 And god damn I wish I started When I was 18 um, <laughs> And then I had for a while I had a Moleskin notebook and I used to try to write Clever Jokes in him mm-hmm. In it, And it was my favorite comic Is Dimitri Martin mm-hmm. So I tried to write like Dimitri Martin Esque jokes and then when I was 24, which would have been 2010, do you remember Lickety Split? It, the 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 the, uh, the the cherries on South Street. It's like the upstairs place. It's Milk Boy now. Okay, and it, it was up, upstairs. It was like an upstairs. Yeah, up it was from upstairs by. on a pizza place. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember it. I was walking by. I was coming from hanging out with my buddy. I was fucking hammered. Uh, I was walking by. I heard that going on, so I went up there and I signed up and my idea was, I don't know why I had this idea. My idea was to have a drink almost finished at the bar so that if I bomb, I can just finish my drink and leave. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how long you have to wait at Mike's sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I had several more drinks. I was like borderline blackout by the time I went up. Uh, and I told my, told my jokes, uh, fucking, Bombed pay, like terribly bombed, and I remember like threatening the audience. Uh, so I got off when I was done that, and the host just railed me for about five minutes and it killed. Was uh, there
1: anybody there that you that you know now,
0: or only uh, I would know?
2: <laughs> only I think his name was Lamont Maxwell, mm-hmm. and only because Lickety Split still went on. Mm-hmm four years nobody else, nobody else you you know other names you know mm-hmm. um so i did that <laughs> and i didn't do stand-up again for about four years because yeah. i, I kind of wanted to get i got into like a real shitty relationship that took over my life mm-hmm. and we broke up so that, and,
1: that's that's what shitty relationships will do sometimes
2: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it cost me a lot of money being in this relationship and, <laughs> when we finally broke up i remember when we finally broke like it was something i wanted to do but i knew i couldn't get a i couldn't do it while i was with this ch- with this person uh and then when we broke up it was like right after my 28th birthday i remember being like oh well i can do it now and i also knew that if i didn't at least try it i'd regret it so then mm-hmm. i went and i did growlers and that's that was that was 2014 mm-hmm. where's where's growlers growlers was on 10th and fitzwater and it was in a basement okay uh john deary also john i did my first mic and then two weeks later john deary did his first mic oh cool cool cool. Uh, yeah we started right around the same time
1: yeah he's Um, been he's been on my show i mean he's been on on this podcast um the 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 funny thing was like i think uh i i think i shouted you out when i was on um when I was on Jesse and Neil's podcast, because there was a, a sticker on on the desk that was you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, "Hey, yeah, that's yeah, my pal."
2: I put up those stickers all around the city. Yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, but as far as being a con, I think I just kind of like, I, I I think I just like being the center of attention, and at least when when know. you
1: were a kid. Like, yeah. did you grow up with both parents? Did you? Yeah, uh,
2: I, I grew up super religious.
1: Yeah, super, my dad, okay. I,
2: Yeah, my dad's a pastor.
1: So that's that's the kind of damage. Not yeah, to say yeah, not yeah. to say that it's terrible damage, but it's enough damage to make you want to yeah. want to stay. Because, like, as a pastor, as a preacher, a, a priest, any of that, like me, when I would be in Catholic, when I was in Catholic church when I was a kid, I would see them, and they were like up on stage talking on a microphone. And right. I was like, whoa. That's so that's so adjacent to what I want to be yeah kinda so I could see that being like you you going like all right I I know I know what it's like to see somebody who's just a regular ass dude like me uh, hey, get up there and do it and I think, a lot of people
2: were, I think a lot of people were hoping I would also become a pastor and I feel like wow I let them down it was like yeah oh, so close but yet so far mm-hmm. yeah. well I mean, you could still do it. I could. I could have a. You know, I could, in my mid forties, <laughs> decide to ch- turn it all around. I.
1: I mean, I'm an ordained minister. I got my my uh, minister license on the internet.
2: You've got to be the fifth comic I know who had <laughs> who is ordained. Yeah, well, yeah, I know quite a few who are ordained, so they can do weddings. Well, I think it would be. I I looked at it like
1: I always wanted it to be uh, that I wanted it to be an offer that I serve like a, a service that I offer to people. Yeah. Like, so it's like I my my whole theory that I, I constantly say to anybody like I'm universally at your service. So if if you're ever feeling like you want to just have a friend or just a chat or anything, absolutely feel free to reach out to me. I'm a real person. I'm going to reach back out to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna interact with you. It's not, it's not like uh, I think I'm a big deal or anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm a big deal in the fact that like, there's not many people doing all the things that I do how, as good as I do them. That that whole thing. But it doesn't mean like I think I'm too cool or too big of a deal to uh, respond to somebody who sincerely wants to have a connection with me.
2: What did you do first, wrestling or comedy? You did wrestling first. You were well, no, had to be because you were in the wrestler. Which would have been 08, right? Um,
1: I think. so. Um, well, I started. I started wrestling in two thousand I got into a ring for the first time in nineteen ninety eight, uh, oh, and well. I, I never got out. I haven't been out of the ring since then.
2: Is so that I was, when you started training. Uh,
1: yeah, I started. Oh, I,
2: sure. uh, so
1: when I was when I was fourteen years old in nineteen ninety eight, I started training to be a wrestler, and uh, I think uh, I didn't get it into like a real wrestling school. Like I was, I was training at a uh, a, a, a kind of almost like a a backyard kind of place, but it was inside and there was rejects from the monster factory who (laughs) who built their own ring.
2: I didn't know that monster factory is that old.
1: Yeah. The monster factory is as old as me. Oh, it started in 83. But, uh, the, uh, Oh, Nikki cross winning the money in the bank women's match. That's cool. (laughs) But, um, the, uh, there was, there's guys who were dropouts of the monster factory and they started their own school. I was training there when I was 14, 14 and 15. And then, uh, how, did then, you, how, how did you pay for it? I'm- I mean, it was like, it was like 30
2: bucks a month. Oh, no, it was, it was like, I looked into the ROH school at one point. It was like three thousand dollars. Yeah,
1: right, right. So, so on that smaller level of a not real wrestling school, didn't have any prestige to it. Didn't have real trainers who weren't learning how to actually wrestle. It was just like a markout thing. Like you're, you get to pretend like you're a wrestler. Okay. Uh, and uh, and I, do you know do you know uh, Dewey Donovan? Do you know who that is? Who Dewey Donovan? No. He manages Nick Gage. Okay. Neon green.
2: Yeah. Wasn't he on um, dark side of the ring? Wasn't he one of the guys? Uh, I I didn't watch.
1: I didn't watch the episode.
2: Oh, it's a real good episode.
1: But, uh, Dewey Donovan who is the current manager of uh, Nick Gage. Uh, he also went to that to that school and he left there to go to the CCW school, the combat zone wrestling academy. And, uh, and my friend Rick, uh, Rick Connor, who I uh, co-host wrestle Rock with, also went to the CZW Wrestling Academy. So I went with those guys to, okay. to the CZW. But I was sixteen when I like got trained at CZW, and, uh, yeah. and and have never looked back.
2: Man, it just feels weird that CZW is that old.
1: Yeah, CZW is. Uh, I think it started in ninety nine. Yeah. It's 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 pretty it's a pretty nineties company. Yeah. Well I mean it's still
2: it's still around.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: You think are they still a deathmatch company? No, I don't think so.
1: I, yeah. I, I don't really know much about what, what they got going on. I haven't
2: I not paid attention
1: at all. Huh. <laughs> but I I hope they do good. Yeah. They, 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 I know that there's gotta be um Kind of like a recovery from I think during the speaking out movement maybe uh, uh, th- there yeah, might have yeah. been there might have been some there might have been some casualties yeah of uh, CCW I, I think- mean if
2: we're if we're being honest I feel like Velveteen Dream was a really really big blow to NXT
0: yeah
2: I think they've been on a steady decline for like the past two years Whew, yeah I mean that's a fair assessment I still watch but.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, Bell Dream was like their their breakout star in NXT, or the next breakout star.
1: Yeah, he was. He was. I think they had John Cena putting him over at one point, talking about how he was going to be a WrestleMania main eventer one day.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, I, this is a sentence I said recently. <laughs> uh, men's men's private parts get in the way of them. Uh, uh, of them achieving their goals so often.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. and that, like that's. I, said, I was in a sh- relationship for four years. There, there you go. Starting comedy earlier.
1: Yeah, there you go. I mean, we we found the ingredient.
2: Yeah, I, I like. I always wish I started when I had the idea. Mm-hmm. If I started when I was eighteen. You know, if I would have been focused on something back then. Because also, it's not like I did anything worthwhile when I was 18,
0: 19.
2: Mm-hmm. So. I was a TV star.
1: I was a TV star when I was 18, 19. Really? I sucked at it, though. What were you on? I was on CZW TV. I wasn't a real TV star. Oh, I was, okay. I was, <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe, I thought not, maybe you like, were like, on something no, about like... No, 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 no. That would have been cool. I would have yeah. rode the shit out of that. But I couldn't write any Channel 48 credits. Yeah, WGTW Channel Forty Eight serving Burlington, Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, because I, I think when I started, kind was like the beginning of, I guess you want to call it the second comedy boom. Uh huh. And it was a, I just kind of wish I would have beat it out a little bit. I think I think that it's it's tough to it's tough to put any
1: like any number on what the comedy like. The first, second, third—like there's been just so many, so many booms. One of the comedy booms is what you kind of started in,
2: right? Okay, or whatever we're in now, right? Because I think, I think it's probably started around 2016 mm-hmm. for for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And 2016 is also when I just started to get any sort of like get good at all. Mm-hmm. Like I sucked for two years.
1: Well, I'm glad you don't think you suck now. (laughs) I think I'm okay. I think think any of us, any of us, like, like you can automatically, you can go from thinking you're good to then going and bombing and being like, wow, I really suck. Oh yeah. That's, that's me all the time. And, and I'm very guilty of that.
2: I, I don't know about you. There are, I've been feeling this lately. It's just, well, maybe I'm just out of jokes. Maybe I already wrote all the funny ones I'll ever come up with, and that's it. Yeah, I don't ever have that feeling. I have I, that feeling a lot.
1: <laughs> I always, I always go like, "Well, there's plenty more jokes to write. There's plenty more money to make. There's plenty more crowds to make laugh. There's then, plenty more."
2: Well, no, that's and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just you're in a slump. But I, uh, there are times. <laughs> it's just, yeah, maybe, maybe I just came up with every, you know, everything good I've written will ever write is now. <laughs> And I just have to keep doing those. I'll never come up with anything new ever again.
1: My most creative days are behind me.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not possible. I don't know about you, but I've kind of stopped trying. St- try, I'm trying to stop drinking around comedy. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Is,
1: yeah. I, I don't drink around comedy. That's not, it's
2: super hard not to, but
1: especially, especially if I'm driving.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't drive. I don't drive. Outside okay. of work. So,
1: yeah, so if I'm if I wanted to drive to a comedy gig, I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to drink or smoke. Like I'll smoke when I get home. I'm yeah. t- if well, I'm in for if I'm in for the night. I'll
2: the I, drink if, after
1: comedy, all the if, time. I, right, if I didn't drive to the comedy uh to the comedy gig, I'll smoke afterwards and hang yeah. with everybody. That's like really fun and really cool and really important, but uh
2: yeah.
1: I will have maybe a uh, like a beer or something, but
2: I mean, that's not drinking to me. That's right. Yeah. Just it's, it's just
1: the social, yeah. Social sipping.
2: But I've I've completely stopped trying to drink before going on. Have I don't want to have any sort of but it's it really does fog up your mind. I I, I don't drink when I'm playing to write at all. Mm-hmm. It, I, it I don't know about you. It's been a big hindrance to me in the past. Yeah, I've but, also gone through phases where I was you know, doing some pretty heavy drinking. So,
1: uh-huh. well, um, so you're describe your writing style. Do you do, do you like, do you say a funny thing and then go, I got to write that down. I got to make that a bit. Or do you like,
2: like, like blank page? I can't, I try to do the blank page. I fucking can't. I fucking wish I could.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's very frustrating because it feels like if you're not doing that, you're not writing mm-hmm. and you'll set aside time to write. And it, you just sit, sit there and stare at a page and 10 mm-hmm. minutes later on your phone, I kind of have to think things out. So I'll try to think while I'm walking somewhere. And that's kind of wh- how I come up with stuff. Or I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I know I just said I don't drive. I have a thing where I can rent cars by the hour. Maybe I'll go rent a car for an hour and drive on 95 and try to see what I can think of. But I'm really, I'm not good at just writing stuff down. I'm not a good writer per se. Well, I want to make sure I I, I want to say this
1: on the record because for sure, like you said, we, we have friends who like make it and do stuff and friends who like get somewhere and do something and, and sometimes don't return phone calls anymore. So I want to say this to yeah. you on the record. Uh, while, while none of us are shit yet, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I, I'd be happy to sit down and write some jokes with you sometime. Anytime oh, okay. you ever, ever want to sit down and write some jokes, Let's workshop some ideas and premises. I'm open to that all the time. Anytime my my phone's always on me.
2: All right, I'd be up for that because I'm also like an outwardly motivated person. Like if somebody's holding me to something, I'll do it much more than trying to hold myself.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah. Accounta- accountability. Accountability like- is is counted on. You're counting on a buddy.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I
1: do-
2: yeah. I don't. I don't. I do. Oh, I mean, I probably will hit you up and be like, do you think this is funny? Right? Yeah, at, absolutely. Feel yeah. absolutely free to do that. And, and,
1: and at, if at the very least, but if there's more to it, if like there's real, real shit going on, you need to talk and need a friend, just some judgment-free conversation. I'm here. I want to make sure I, I say to you like, while we're, while we're on the record and this all makes sense. Okay. Um, how, how much I value and appreciate the currency of your effort that you've spent here with me today oh. and, and, and also anybody who's listening and everybody who's hanging out or whatever. Like if, if, if you're, if you got this show on in the background, if you're doing whatever, the same thing goes to you. If you're ever feeling like, if you're feeling like you don't got a friend or something, go ahead and follow me on Instagram or, or, or Twitter or something. And then you can, you can reach out to me. You can comment on any of the videos. You can reach me on any social media, and I will return your calls. I will return your emails. Like that's I'm I'm not I'm not too big of a deal yet. Um, see I'm 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 saying that now, but in, in like five years, I'm not returning anybody's messages.
2: Look, we've established why not already. You <laughs> <We> can't <laughs> um, is your is your network
1: glitching out also? It it, yeah, it just was. Uh huh. Yeah, that keeps happening. So um, I have just a couple other quick things, and I'll send you off right into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. Oh, yeah. First, considering I said all that stuff and the whole being on the record things, I want to give you the opportunity to to say anything that you'd want to say to me or ask me any questions you've got to ask me and uh, treat this like it's your podcast here for a second.
2: Right. Well, I... The big one I wanted to ask you was how wrestling compares to comedy. Yeah. Because you're kind of the only person I could have asked that to <laughs> and gotten a, a straightforward answer. <laughs> well, um. Hmm. Oh, I got a question. Good. Who is the famous comedian you hate the most?
0: Mm,
1: uh, Jeff Dunham, probably. Okay. Mm, uh, I don't hate him, but I don't, I don't, I'm not somebody who hates anybody, but I'm not the biggest fan.
2: Yeah. He's well, he's never made me laugh, but mm-hmm. that's for people who go on cruises, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like the dude, if I, I could be a cruise
2: ship comic, I think I, I could, I get I could, I, I could, I could 45 minutes of clean material. There was one to one of my ex girlfriends. Clearly doesn't respect commie at all. Mm. Uh, first of all, I, to this day I don't know if she was just trying to troll me and get a reaction on me or if she actually meant this, but she would always be like, "Well, I could do comedy, I just don't want to." Uh, I, I don't, yeah, I think I think
1: that that might have been the girl that fucked up my funniest one year. Oh,
2: Why, are you being serious?
1: Yeah, because it was she was like hanging around with Shainer, and it was like Shainer's friend's girlfriend.
2: Oh no 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 no. Uh no probably not and she wasn't a
1: comedian but she was like oh all my friends are comedians and shit. no
2: because she doesn't like a lot of comedians okay,
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, no,
2: she wasn't friends with many comedians no I definitely wasn't definitely wasn't her
1: right um, it was like because you know i mean i'm sure you've probably seen I wear, I wear i wear like beanies a lot like that's yeah that's the thing i always do i've always done that and the girl the girl came up to me and she's like why are you wearing a beanie we're inside and it's air conditioned like yeah, like it stop. You look dumb or whatever, like whatever she said, she said some shit to me. And I was like, I like the way it looks. It's like, just leave me alone. Like, and she was like, Oh, you guys, you comics are all so sore. You're also, you're supposed to be so tough and shit. And I'm like, whatever it was, then two seconds later, the bartender then goes, Hey, you know who you look like? And I was like, no, who? And she was like, Colin Farrell. And I was like, "Can you say that again in front of that lady right there?" Yeah. And I, I, whatever, but whatever one of the one of the funniest years that lady that Yeah, no, it doesn't that whoever, doesn't
2: sound like her. Mm-hmm. Probably not the same person. Um but she would insist she could do comedy. Mm-hmm. She would say, "Well, I've taught, so it's the same thing." Right. It's and like I, it's
1: like you had a dog, it's like being a parent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I used to always say, again, I don't know if she was trying to troll me if she did it worked Cause I used to always be like, Hey, if you write, write five minutes and do it at an open mic. And if it's good, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And mm-hmm. that, that offer is on the table at any time, but she refused to. Anyway, the reason I does, brought her up, does
1: it, does it still
2: apply? Uh, if she wanted to, I'd, I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> for her, for her only. She was very cocky about it. Um, there was one time she said something about like, well, why don't you try to do cruise ships? Mm. You know that there's money in doing cruise ships. I was like, well, to do a cruise, you kind of have to have an hour of clean material.
1: Yeah,
2: says, without irony. Well, then we'll sit down one afternoon and we'll write you an hour of comedy. Mm. Yeah,
1: it's that uh, simple.
2: Yeah, it's just you, know, you just write. You write for two hours and you have an hour of comedy, a it's- good hour that will get you on a cruise ship. Having an hour, having an hour of written material versus like yeah.
1: being able to have an hour to show to somebody yeah. to have them book it, yeah, and and having the opportunity to have stage time for that amount of time anywhere else to like be able to get that on tape.
2: Another thing is like you, know, you have to prove yourself to get on a cruise ship. You have to have be able to show for something. You can't just say, "Hey, I have an hour. Right. Can I do this cruise?" Right. <sighs> yeah. i would i would like to do a cruise ship just for the experience of it to well, be have you have you done have you been on cruise i have never before? been on a cruise in my life i've been on three
1: cruises yeah the, the comedy's always real hacky but yeah, it's, sure it's it funny like i can recycle hacky premises right <laughs> okay uh just crowd work for 40 minutes yeah Hey,
2: what? Wow, what kind of cabin do you got? This guy with his balcony, this balcony <laughs> suite over here. You guys are stuck on a boat. You have to throw her over if you want to get a red fruit. Hey, red, hey, or hey, yeah. uh, hey! Ain't the bathroom weird? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah, I, I, I've, I've witnessed cruise ship comedy. I think when I was, when I, I, dude, I'm such a comedy nerd. Like I don't think you'll meet many comedy nerds as nerdy as me for comedy. But, uh, when I was, when I was 21, I went to Vegas. Like I went on my 21st birthday specifically because I wanted to see stand-up comedy in Vegas on my 21st birthday. Who'd you see? Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) The the funny thing was like, there was nothing going on that day. I was like, I was like, oh, well, this is all for nothing.
2: No,
1: but it was like my, my uncle and his wife. We're going on a trip and they they uh, invited me and my mom because it was our birthday. Okay. I, I have the same birthday as my mom. So it was both of our birthdays and they asked us to go. And the most of the week most of the week I wasn't even 21 yet. Yeah. Like I was only 21 for the second half of the trip. So like I got kicked out of
2: everywhere. And it was suck I thought you were gonna say like, oh Dave Chappelle did a show, but I couldn't get into that one because I was twenty one. Nope. Maybe that'll make for a better story. Maybe next time I tell the story, I'll add that to it. Yeah. Dave Chappelle was performing, but you couldn't get in. Right. Two days <laughs> before your birthday. Hey, like
1: somebody fact checks it. No. Well, it was Dave Chappelle was playing in Vegas. Yeah. Dece- December 1st, 2000. What year was that? Four. 2004. Okay, yeah. Sure. Let's say 2004. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could have gotten into a Celine Dion show, maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: My heart will go on. But uh, so I do a segment on the show towards okay. the end where, where I call it audio time travel. Okay. Where let's pretend that the people who love you and care about you the most. Uh, stumble across this audio when it outlives us in 20 years. So,
2: uh, I'm going to have such a long life.
1: Uh, Whether it outlives us or not, this audio is going to exist. Yeah. Okay, so the people stumble across the audio to find out what what Uncle Jeff was like or what Dad was like or what our husband was like or whatever. Uh, What messages, what specifically uh, would you... Would you say to these people for lessons to learn? Who, all right, this is a this is this is you're speaking directly to 2041
2: loved ones. Okay, at uh, this moment, son, daughter, wife. Man, I didn't think I'd have any of you in my life uh, at the time of this recording. It, it's getting a little up there in age, didn't know if I'd ever get married. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad I have you kids. Uh, kids, don't put things off. Make sure to. whatever you want to do, follow through with it. I know this is very hacky advice, but I put some things off in my life. Procrastination is one of my biggest regrets. So avoid that pitfall. Hmm. I haven't figured out yet how to get past as a host at helium. I can't give you advice on that. In fact, I hope you guys don't try stand up. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, It's a last resort. Don't listen to other comics about anything. Learn to play an instrument. Oh, even my wife. I plan on having a wife who is 30 years younger than me, so at the time of this, yeah. At the time, of this, she'll be a spry 25-year-old, still still ready to uh, try new things. <laughs> Uh, Philadelphia is undoubtedly like Mad Max by now, so do not go there. Don't the city living in the city is overrated. Uh, you grow out of it, and the benefits at UPS are great, but working there sucks. Don't fall for their trap.
1: Get get a fan. Ugh,
2: man, fan does nothing. No. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that. No, like I, I don't know what knowledge to impart. Yeah, I mean, like the big, the biggest lessons,
1: and, and you 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 spoke right to it when you said uh, procrastination pro- procrastination is going to be your biggest obstacle. Yeah, like it's it's something that you actually have some regrets about.
2: Yeah, cer- certainly was mine. Uh, that's being serious. Uh, putting things off has been, and not just stand up things in life, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to give you my philosophy on some of the regrets, like some of the mistakes, some of the regrets that I've made. And you can, you can, um, you can apply it. I mean, if you, if you want to use it, use it, apply it. If it works, anything I ever say, if, if you can use it, use it. But, um, the way I look at it, lots of the mistakes that I've made, lots of the, the, the regrets that I might have, I don't sit and like dwell on them. I don't, um, I don't live in regret. It's not. It's not a state that I think is productive. Right. So I. I just. I just appreciate who I am now, and that. That is a lot. A lot to do with the results of some of the mistakes I've made. Right. So uh, a lot of things have been reactions. So I think a good amount of people, not not just me, for I mean, not just me for the beginning part of my life, was uh, like we just kind of let the world happen to us and, uh, aren't, aren't deliberate creators in our existence. So I was really kind of an observer and every, everything I did was kind of a reaction to something that had happened. And instead of going like, oh, here's what I want and this is what I'll do. I would just go like, well, I have to do this because that happened and I have to do that because that happened and and you, you kind of lose control. So as incubus would say, hold the, hold the wheel and drive
2: no I think I think you're right i I, I mean because I'm the same way is I can always be very reactionary in the moment mm. um,
1: so let's sit down together we'll write a clean hour
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll you know we'll take charge and get on a cruise ship
1: there you go <laughs> all right man um one last thing is uh I would say to close out every episode i I say Um, Hypothetically, I've gifted you this show So, this has been the pilot episode To your new podcast, Evolving with Jeff Rosser Okay Uh, In a very Jerry Springer's Final Thought type of way You wrap it all up in a nice Pretty bow and gather the takeaways That would inspire folks listening to this Or watching this to become a better version Of themselves Than what they are right now
2: Look We talked a lot about, about a lot of things Today But what what you have to take away from this is if you're planning on doing stand-up, you do not have to have a half-finished drink at the bar just in case you bomb, you can finish it and run out. You can just bomb and walk out. You don't have to drink at all. Nobody will think you're awkward. The alcohol is not important, especially at lickety-split. Also, don't threaten to shoot the audience at Lickety Split. They won't find that funny. No. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: close it out, if you could, with, like, doing
2: your bre- your best impression that you've got. My best impression? Yeah. Of anybody? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, hmm. Man,
0: I'm not really like,
2: impression I, guy.
1: hey, everybody, have a good night or something like whatever impression. We <laughs> got like an Adam Sandler or something. Um,
2: Shabadoo. All right. <laughs> all right. I'll do for you. <laughs> My impression in high school. When SpongeBob was as peak, I did an impression of SpongeBob SquarePants to show how stupid I thought the show was. <laughs> I can't look at you while I'm doing this, though.
1: Please don't. don't, Hey,
2: Patrick, you want some burgers? Why sure, SpongeBob. Pile them on. Hey, what the hell is going on out here? Sorry, Mr. Squiggles. There you go. <laughs> I got, I got, I know all those are wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, you, you know what they're called, Krabby Patties. Uh, the, yeah, and, uh, and, uh-huh. All I. Uh, I, I And it it definitely,
1: it sounded like your Squidward was, um, was Mr. Krabs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But man, I want to make sure anybody listening to this, uh, understands that, um, we appreciate how much you've decided to give us the currency of your effort and your time. And if this is your first time checking out involving with Corey Castle, this is episode 251. There's uh, two, 250 other episodes. Go back and listen to the archives. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, comment on, comment on the YouTube channel. Like leave
2: some comments below youtube.com slash Corey castle. And tell me how much you love me because we've established. I like that validation.
1: Yes, we, we do really much. We very, very much want it and need the validation. The the validation army couldn't hold me back. Uh. For, for, uh, you know, for all your time, I'm really grateful. I want to let you know, uh, we're friends now. I'm looking forward to whatever our next step is, whatever the next step in the journey. This is awesome that we got this opportunity to sit and chat with each other. It's the longest conversation we have ever had. So here's to, here's to new ones. All right. New connections. I love, I love to be a resource for you in any way. If you need any help with anything, absolutely reach out to me. And, uh, be be kinder be kinder to yourself. Treat treat yourself with the respect that you deserve. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Oops.